would have been a disaster. And I'm four and two in this league, so. Folks, what's going on, Grid? This is Sports Grid. Get on the grid. I got great news, guys. It's the news update from Game Time Decisions. News, 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 news. Yeah. Hey, everybody, I'm Cam Stewart with your Sports Grid news and betting update. It's time to get on the grid, everybody. The Angels have found their man. Joe Madden is heading to Anaheim. The Angels agreeing to terms with the 65-year-old skipper to become their next manager. The veteran skipper deal, likely three years, and he's going to earn between 12 and $15 million to boot, according to ESPN. With Mike Trout on that roster and a hefty payroll, the Angels, very disappointing, have recorded four consecutive losing seasons and haven't appeared in the postseason since 2014 where they were swept away by KC in the ALDS. Game four of the ALCS between the Yankees and Houston Astros has been postponed due to bad weather. This game will be made up Thursday night at 8.08 p.m. Eastern. Houston's up 2-1 to one in the best-of-seven series. Astros manager A.J. Hinch says Zach Greinke will get the call in game four, and Justin Verlander will start game five for the Strohs. The Yanks will counter with Mashihiro Tanaka in game four and likely go to James Paxton in game five. Current line, New York laying 35 cents, total eight flat. Jalen Ramsey's the best. Just ask him. He says the Rams got the best cornerback in the NFL for years to come. Jaguar GM Tom Coughlin said they had to move away from Ramsey with all the distractions. Jacksonville traded the disgruntled corner to the Rams last night for a first-round pick in each of the next two drafts and a 2021 fourth-round pick. Well, this didn't take long. The Dolphins reversing course. Miami naming Ryan Fitzpatrick the starter this Sunday versus the Buffalo Bills, despite earlier saying Josh Rosen would be their main guy for the rest of the season. The Tennessee Titans, they've switched quarterbacks as well. Marcus Mariota, he's on the bench. Ryan Tannehill will be starting quarterback for uh, the Titans versus the San Diego LA Chargers this Sunday. Sorry. In the wake of the demotion, Marcus Mariota says, quote, unquote, this will not be the end of my career. Oakland Raiders offensive tackle Trent Brown faces a lawsuit accusing him of domestic violence against the mother of his child. This according to ESPN. Brown allegedly slapped, punched, and choked his girlfriend on multiple occasions in 2018. Brown in the first year of a four-year $66 million contract with the Raiders. The NFL week uh, 17-week season is still getting some uh, traction and consideration. Commissioner Roger Goodell confirming a regular season of 17 games is part of the CBA talks. The season would start the week after Labor Day as usual, but the play would go long into February. And if the NFL has no plans to alter its draft format and including a lottery, Commissioner Goodell said today that's not going to happen at the fall meeting. Both the NBA and NHL use a lottery system to determine the top part of the draft. I think it's a good idea. The commission, not so much. NCAA football action tonight. Sun Belt, South Alabama at Troy. Trojans minus 17 and a half. 55 and a half is your total. NBA news. The Toronto Raptors appear on the verge of locking up a key piece for their future. Pascal Siakam and the club have uh, until Monday to agree on a rookie stale extension. And it's almost a certainty they will come to terms before that. This according to Chris Haynes of Yahoo Sports. Siakam, now 23, set to make only $2.3 million this season. An absolute steal. And he's coming off a breakthrough year, posting highs in points. 16.9 rebounds, 6.9, and was 36.9% from beyond the arc. And winning the NBA's Most Improved Player Award and helping lift the franchise to their first ever NBA championship. The Boston Celtics have extended four-year offer for $80 million on Jalen Brown. The former number overall three pick there. He's set to make $6.5 million this year. NBA exhibition, Sked and Betting Line, 7, Detroit and Charlotte Hornets, 3 217. 
8 o'clock, San Antonio at Houston Rockets, minus 7, 224. Atlanta at the New York Knicks, New York minus 2, 223 and a half. Memphis at OKC, Thunder laying 5, 215 your total. 9 o'clock, we got Portland and Utah, Jazz minus 5, 222 and a half. And Golden State, the Lakers, Lake Show minus 6, 221, a six-pack in hockey. Unbeaten Colorado and Pittsburgh, Pens minus 126 and a half. Toronto at Washington, the Caps laying 30 cents, 6 and a half. The Samsonov gets the start over Holtby tonight in net. Dallas at Columbus, Jackets and the Stars pick them. Corey Perry makes his debut for Dallas tonight. 9.30, Philly and Edmonton. Oilers minus 135.6. We got 10 o'clock action. Buffalo and Anaheim. Quack, 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 quack. Ducks minus 125, 5.5. 10.30, Carolina at San Jose. SJ Sharkey minus 136.5. PGA Tour in Korea for the CJ Cup at 9. Bridges tourney starts at 7 p.m. tonight. I'm Cam Stewart. Gabe Morency hosts Hour 1 of Red Heat and Rage Radio live from the Sports Grid Studios at the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands. We'll have a lot of fun today. Talk to Mark Lawrence and Gam Blue. Hey, it's Hour 1 of Red Heat and Rage on Sports Grid, and it's coming up next. All you have to decide is what to do with the time that is given to you. Game time decisions. All right, let's roll. Game time decisions. Red Heat and Rage has a begun on this stormy Wednesday afternoon in the city. New York Yankees and Houston Astros, that game has unfortunately been uh, postponed, uh, which means we're going to have to take the belt off uh, once again uh, tonight for some Sunbelt football. That'll take uh, center stage. Uh, We'll break down uh, the National Hockey League uh, card uh, this evening, and uh, we'll try to give you some winners tonight, uh, right now, on Game Time Decisions. I'm Marenzi, throwing it down at the Sports Grid studio. We're at the Meadowlands uh, right now, and uh, they already call this place the Swamp, and they're not kidding. (laughs) Twelve inches of rain um, coming down right now. Coming down sideways. It's funny, Cam, because they shut the game down pretty early in the day, and I was thinking, well... How are you guys really sure it's going to be all that bad? It was actually sunny this morning. I'm thinking, I saw some clouds, and there were some dark clouds, but I'm like, how are you guys really sure? Uh, Yeah, you can't really be playing baseball. You can't be playing baseball in this right now. And you know they didn't want to shut it down, especially a playoff game. Screws up their schedule big time as far as the television networks are concerned, but uh, actually it doesn't matter. Like It's not like FS1 has anything to show anyways. <laughs> Besides, what, what, what are they really you – know, it's like they have to move anything. <laughs> so, um, if anything, they're probably happy. They have something to go against Thursday night football uh, right now. But we have some hockey to break down, uh, Cam, and uh, we try I, – I got a push with that uh, Canuck game uh, last nice. night. I took under six – Canucks are rolling right now early. I like what Travis Green's done with this team. I agree. I think the Canucks are, you look at one team in the West, and I'll say sleeper team Vancouver, and in the East, Buffalo. Uh, Demko even played, too. Markstrom's been away for personal reasons this week, Gabe. Demko looked good, and that, that that's important to Vancouver. The one thing the Canucks haven't had since the days of Roberto Luongo and Schneider was a tender. Uh, Markstrom seems to be getting a little bit better. They picked up Demko. He did good. They beat down Detroit in a game they have to win. And uh, that building's becoming a tough place to play. I'm with you. I think the Canucks are going to be a hard out. Every time they play, you get great prices on these guys, and they win a lot. So if we're talking units, we'll do like a NHL market watch, and I can tell you at the end of things are right now, Buffalo and Vancouver, they're the ones putting money in your pocket. Vancouver hockey fans 
are good when they're winning. Like yeah. you said, that's a tough place to go into when they're winning and things are going good for the Canucks. It is a tough place. And I'm telling you, it's almost like Vegas. I think the Canucks catch people a little bit. Players get there and they're like, wow, it's beautiful here. It <laughs> you know is. What I mean? And it's sort of, you lower your guard. You know they're walking around. They're like, wow. Like, imagine you're on the, the Oilers or the Pittsburgh Penguins. You know what I mean? You're on some of these teams. You know, you're you're on the ocean suddenly. You're like, whoa, this is really nice. And then, you know, the Canuck players. I brought it up as far as Travis Green. And we'll get into it uh, a little bit later on on the show. But they actually play like he played. And he wasn't the best player, but, man, he was a scrappy little son of a bitch uh, when he was on the ice, uh, this guy. Mark Lawrence is going to step up and in. We've got a couple of crazy stories uh, to get to, actually. Some funny stuff, Uh, although I do not advocate punching athletes in the face. No, no. you got to be pretty crazy to punch Miles Garrett uh, in the face. But uh, we'll get to that and more. Game Time Decisions continues. Are you ready for the nation's first and only free 24-hour network dedicated to you, the betting and fantasy sports enthusiast? SportsGrid will provide you with real-time content, statistics, and gaming intelligence unlike anything you've ever seen before. Located both in the heart of New York City and inside the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands, SportsGrid is live 18 hours a day, here to serve you, the fanatic. This is SportsGrid. Get on the grid. All right, Game Time Decisions continues. I'm Marenzi. Get on the grid. Zumo TV channel 719. We're throwing it down here at the Sports Grid Studios uh, at the Meadowlands uh, FanDuel. Uh, we've got... Uh, We've got your usual fare as far as the the, the horses are concerned. Harrington uh, set to uh, set to go off uh, right now as we speak. We've got our Indiana Grands and everything else in between. Unfortunately, we do not have the American League Championship uh, Series uh, tonight. The baseball game has been shut down, uh, but we do have a couple of crazy stories and. You know, my bad for not bringing up and uh, paying tribute to to the legend. I mean, the guy just retired, and I can't believe we've been on for 13 minutes without bringing him up. Brock Osweiler announces his retirement from <laughs> the National Football League, and Brock Osweiler is also very lucky uh, that he hasn't been placed under arrest. You know how, like, a lot of people are saying, legal experts are like, if Trump loses the election, like, he could get arrested the day after? But if he wins, he'll extend through the statute of limitations, which is pretty crazy if you think about it. Like, so he wants to win. Yeah, yeah. So a uh, similar situation in which Brock Osweiler is lucky that he hasn't been placed under arrest, like for theft, yeah. uh, for well, the money that he's made larceny. in the National larceny. Football League. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> extortion, extortion, <laughs> larceny. Uh, racketeering and uh, everything else in between. But hey, listen, nobody put a gun to his head, Mark Lawrence. That's right. And they him. You know, <laughs> nobody put a gun to the GM's heads. Brock Osweiler didn't go in packing heat and force uh, people to give him $17 million a year. They did it willingly. How you doing, Mark? I remember those Brock Osweiler days like they were yesterday. It was really nice as a handicapper <laughs> to see him lined up behind center 
and then to go bet against him for your lungs. Uh, you know, he wasn't very good against the point spread, as he wasn't very good behind center. So I agree with you. I think he should be arrested for impersonating an NFL quarterback. It's funny. Brock Osweiler will be most missed by the gambling community. Exactly. So like a bad pitcher. <laughs> it's like, it's like, like a bad Towers. pitcher. See you, buddy. Josh Towers, exactly. Yeah, yeah we have fond, fond memories. <laughs> I met Josh Towers. It's crazy. Josh Towers lives in Vegas. And um, I don't know, man. He's buddies with, like, Dana White and stuff. And he's buddies with all these UFC people. And yeah, he showed up at one of my shows with Frank Trick. And he remembered me. I'm like, yeah, I've interviewed you before. I was like, yeah, you're on the Jays in Toronto and whatever. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, like going off. And I, I was, it was like the year or two. Remember he lost like 15 game. games in a row or something. Like, I wanted to bring it up. I'm like, dude, you are my favorite pitcher in the league to bet against, man. Like 15. Every, you know, Edwin Jackson was that guy this year where it's like, man, or who was that other stiff? There was some stiff on Houston midseason. They rolled out Cam, remember? Oh, Garcia yeah, the- or whatever his name was, like three, four times. He gave up like 24 runs in three, four starts. And finally, they're like, all right, we can't do this anymore. <laughs> oh, you can't even be a spot start. You suck. Yeah, Towers was brutal, game. All right, so, guys. <laughs> yeah, it was bad, bad, bad. We've got some funny stuff. And I, I'm sure Mark Lawrence has an angle on this. I know you will, Cam. And... Yeah, I definitely will as first, but first things first, Miles Garrett of the Cleveland Browns, all right? Miles Garrett, what is he? He's like 6'7", 270 pounds, and he runs like like a cheetah. You know, so Miles Garrett today was in his car in Cleveland. Fan came up to him and uh, said, can I take a picture with you? Big fan of the Browns, can I get a picture? He got out of his car, and the fan punched him in the face. Oh, my. <laughs> and said the Browns yeah. suck. And Garrett, like, the guy, like, took off after. Garrett got his license plate and stuff, and uh, the authorities have been contacted. Uh, Garrett uh, tweeted, uh, you know, better put your legs into it next time. Didn't feel a thing. <laughs> this fan's insane, man. Like, Miles Garrett's a big-ass dude, but I don't think the Cleveland Brown players – uh, expected to be getting punched in the face uh, this year, but it's been a long time coming, hasn't it, Mark? I mean, I think Brown fans might bail this guy out once they find him. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can tell that uh, you know, things aren't going well in the dog pound right now, the way things were expected, and uh, they're bubbling over. Just uh, everybody's mad as hell and angry and uh, taking it out on the football players, as you mentioned here. But I'm going to say this, uh, probably largely because... I'm from Cleveland, and I do have some Cleveland Browns blood in me. And as poor as they played thus far and as disappointing as they've been, nobody is really surprised. I think all the uh, the Sharps in Vegas realized that when they bet against them on their season win total to begin the year. So they're sort of like where they should be. And I'm going to say that uh, when uh, Kareem Hunt is activated in the second half of the season for mm. Game 9, uh, you'll not only have that in place, but you'll also have the return of a lot of people that are injured for the Browns on the defensive side of the football and uh, the offensive on the offensive line. I understand there's a big trade about to happen with the Washington Redskins the Browns are going to make. So uh, maybe if all that happens, uh, yeah, yeah they denied no, it. Mark, the first offer um, they denied, right? They want more for Williams for Trent Williams. Like the Browns yeah, want for, him bad. They want him bad, but. 
They're going to have to put the Pony up uh, another pick, I think, to make it work. Well, I well, think they'll do just that. I, yes. I don't, uh, I don't like giving you advice. You're a very successful man, uh, Mark, but... You got to get that Cleveland blood out of you. You got to go to a hospital. You got to get like Keith. You got to get like Keith Richards blood transfusion. I'm worried for your health, Mark. You've got Cleveland Brown blood in you. You got to get that out. (laughs) No, that's handicapper blood, is what it is, Gabe. Because what I'm going to be doing is playing on a valued football team the second half of the season. Whether put tape over the name of the team is what I. You know what I'm. I'm looking at a team that was expected to win nine games and went through all kinds of turmoil to begin the first half of the season, then if these things all fall into place, I wouldn't be surprised if there's improvement from this football team. They won't smell nine wins this year, but they could end up being a point spread moneymaker by the end of the season. That's probably really in context what my whole sermon is all about. So um, here's the other story I wanted to bring up uh, to both of you. This is just too good. Alabama freshman Connor Bruce Kroll not a football player, not an athlete, just a student, uh, has been arrested in Tuscaloosa after police say he called in a bomb threat to LSU's Tiger Stadium during the Florida Gator-LSU Tiger game. According to police, he did so because his friend had a big bet on the game and he didn't want his friend losing his bet so we called in a bomb threat. <laughs> wow. Now, they did not, they didn't stop the game. They didn't stop the game, of course. But they did take it seriously, and they did, like, search the stadium while the game was on with dogs, and they spent resources. Threats and pranks have serious ramifications and necessitate an appropriate response. Uh, the university and the UAPD are cooperating fully with the investigation. Uh, we cannot provide any additional details on the pending matter. Now, Window Will seemed to be quite surprised by this story. He was like, can you believe that? And I told him, it's crossed my mind before. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> like, I've been watching games and thinking, oh, God, how can I stop this game? Like, you know what I mean? Like, how, like, and then you, it's crossed my mind. But I understand that I would get arrested. They always find you. You and today in the old days you get away with it. There was no call tracking and all that stuff. Nowadays they'll find you in 13 seconds, right? But I'm not gonna lie, guys. Come on, Cam. Has it ever crossed your mind? Oh God, like what can I do to stop this game? And man, I wish I could just call in a bomb scare or something like that. Oh, well, hey, the kid tried it. Hey, if you. me and Cam were like cops and judges too, we're lenient, Mark. I'd be like, uh, come on, Connor. You know you can't do this, right? You know. <laughs> Like, I, I can't put the kid in jail. He's a good friend. He's worried about his friend. That's a real good uh, friend. He's a college kid. Hey, you know, each college kid's worth, like, one prank. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm thinking community service. Like, yeah, I'm not putting this kid in jail. <laughs> right, we'll hit this on the other side. You'll get hard. Wait, when we come back, Gabe, I got yeah, a great kid. bridge. I got a great bridge jumper story I want to tell you, which relates to what you just said. <laughs> All right, game time decisions. 
Are you ready for the nation's first and only free 24-hour network dedicated to you, the betting and fantasy sports enthusiast? SportsGrid will provide you with real-time content, statistics, and gaming intelligence unlike anything you've ever seen before. Located both in the heart of New York City and inside the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands, SportsGrid is live 18 hours a day, here to serve you, the fanatic. This is SportsGrid. Get on the grid. Want to light up the lamp on DraftKings and FanDuel this NHL DFS season? Then join DailyRoto.com and learn from the best daily fantasy sports players. Get updated fantasy hockey projections for NHL DFS line combos and build stacks for tournaments in the Daily Roto NHL DFS lineup optimizer. If you're playing daily fantasy hockey without using Daily Roto, you're doing it wrong. Enter the promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's the promo code ACTION for a special 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. I just won a horse race. Yay! The Ford Indiana Grand. Cam's man dipping his beak into a lot of a uh, lot of tracks, a lot of Wish tracks I- in the afternoon. Cam, a lot of clicking going on at the the Stewart <laughs> uh, household. Yeah, I got I paid for the horse racing channel. I had to upgrade. I can't. It, it's a really nice afternoon treat. It's nice to watch the the horses. <laughs> so. So, yeah, I'm talking about the buddy that uh, called in a bomb threat. I want to find out how much the bet was. I'd yeah, like to know how much does buddy have on the game. What do you think? I'm betting it's a stupid amount. It wasn't that much, like 350 bucks. I was going to say about Whatever it was, grand. it was definitely not worth I was going to say a couple dollars. Yeah, well, Dude, try, we'll try to find out. To call in a bomb threat for anything under, like, 5000 would be kind of – it's like what your old man told you, Marenzi, like, you know, why rob the convenience store where you are, or the gas station when you go to the bank? It's the same type of thing. You're going to get burned, right? If you call in a bomb threat for a $300 play or a five-dime five play, you're going to get the same same results. You called in a bomb threat, so you might as well go hard. Well, it's like Tim Donahue. Guy goes to jail for fixing NBA games, and he was only betting uh, three to five thousand dollars a game. <laughs> like, yeah, <I> know. <laughs> might as well. Like, if you're gonna go through all that trouble. Should probably bet a little bit more money. Uh, but a uh, couple of quick stories, and I'll throw it to you, Mark. Um, so, you know, the guy calls in the bomb threat. Um, you know, juvenile, whatever it is, what it is. But there's been creative ways. In the EPL, this is about 10, uh, 10, 12 years ago or so, in the English Premier League, which is very, you know, monsterly bet sport, a gambling syndicate, uh, Asian syndicate, paid off one of the head workers at the local electric company, Cam. Oh, yeah, I remember Mark. this. <laughs> yeah. So it was like, basically like in Hull or wherever it was in England, you know, a smaller town, Nottingham or whatever it was. I think it was Nottingham, actually. I'm not positive, but I think it was Nottingham. Like, basically, the, the area, Mark, they paid off the head, like, one of the head maintenance guys. And they told him, listen, as soon as this match becomes official, after, like, 60 minutes, 55 minutes, we want you to shut the power in the stadium. <laughs> Except to make it look good, it has to be more than the stadium. So the thing is, they screwed up, and they ended up shutting down, like, the entire town. They only wanted to do, like, around the stadium type thing. 
But, of course, they investigated because it's one thing if it was just the stadium. And they still would have investigated. But they came to the conclusion. Like, it was sabotaged. They realized this. And then Buddy fessed up and confessed. Oh, you know, I'm broke. My wife is sick. And you know what I mean? <laughs> they, they got to me with the money. But pretty good idea, actually. Like, people think they always, like, get to the ref for the players. Like, no, 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 man. The Singapore cartels, they're creative, Cam, right? They think oh, with yeah. their mind. Like I said, I saw the head of them. He said, oh, you guys think that we paid a goalie off. He goes, ah. He goes, uh, why? He goes, it's much better to control the federation than it is one player. And he started laughing. <laughs> he goes, we pay <laughs> off the head of the federations. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he goes, it's better to control who's on the team than the players on the team. But the craziest people are the cricket fans. And... Pakistan was playing India, and uh, the Pakistans didn't like the way the game was going, and they were going to lose, so they burnt the stadium down to stop the match. <laughs> like that was their way out. They <laughs> burnt up the arson. stadium down. <laughs> no, no, like and they torched the place. Like That's people great. were fleeing for their lives. Like they torched like the the corner of the stadium to end. They were like, "How do we end this game? Dave, well, let's a start fire. a fire." <laughs> hey, listen, man. I'm not judging anybody, so what's the bridge jumping story, Mark? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's sort of in the same vein. Uh, during racing season at Gulfstream, uh, I have a real nice suite that I share with a bunch of friends, and uh, we kind of like overlooked the track. We got just beautiful view of the track and watching the horses. And uh, I'm up in the suite one time, and we're watching the race live out in the race, and there's a guy that's in there with us, and he is a known bridge jumper. And I don't know if you guys know what bridge jumpers are, but in horse racing circles, they're basically people that bet mega dollars on a horse to uh, finish, uh, on a show bet, to finish at least third in the race figuring that the horse has uh, practically no chance of not finishing in the money. So what they'll do is they'll just load up with both fists and bet the horse to show. It's like betting a football does, teaser. Dangerous. Like betting Very a football dangerous. teaser in a sense. So when you see these horses at racetracks that go off at like one to nine, which is the lowest yeah. price that uh, the odds can be on a racehorse, that's only going to pay two dollars and ten or twenty cents. Uh, that means there's a strong likelihood that, that they've been pounded by bridge jumpers, and you know they're basically going to put up a hundred thousand dollars to walk away with a thousand dollar profit or a five hundred dollar profit, and you think, my goodness, why would you do that? Because and they say, well, because it's money. It's a profit. Well, we're watching a race at Gulfstream, and this bridge jumper is there, and there is a horse in the race that's one to nine, and we figure, well, he's likely have gone. He's already bet this race, and he's probably the main reason that this horse is one to nine because he probably put a hundred large on the on the horse to show. So they're rounding the uh, rounding the turn and coming for home. And the horse is fourth, uh, with three horses up ahead of him, well up ahead of him. And it's looking like this horse has no chance whatsoever to finish third for him to at least get his money back. He's going he's gonna to blow $100,000 in the race. And I said to him, I says, is there any time you've ever been in a situation like this? And he says, oh, yeah, I've been here. And I says, well, what did you do about it or what did you think about it? He says, what I thought about doing is getting a gun out and shooting the horse and let the third-place horse <laughs> fall dead on the track. <laughs> They'll move my they'll move my horse up to third, and I've got my money. <laughs> Killing the horse. Killing horses with that. 
Wow. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. I don't think that that's not the best plan. No, that's in low. fact, uh, that's what happened to that's what happened to Bender on the Futurama Simpsons uh, crossover. <laughs> and it really is one of the best scenes ever. I got to get the video clip. So, Mark, yeah, it's a TV show, Futurama, and The Simpsons. So it's the same uh, creator, Matt Groening. And if you if you realize, actually, like um, like Bender, Bender and Homer are the same. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, like it's the same drawing, except he's a robot. Yeah. It's actually really funny when they did. They actually, they said it in the show, like Bart, Lisa goes to Bart. She goes, do you notice that Dad and Bender are like the exact same? <laughs> they, they sort of like showed them, and it's really funny. But anyway, so Bender gets stranded. It's uh, I'll skip, you know, the gist of it. So you know, Futurama has to go to Springfield and blah blah blah. They go back, you know, they go into the future and all this. So, anyways, they have to they strand Bender in Springfield, so like he's alone. Right? Uh, he was sent back to kill Homer, but he couldn't do it because they drank beer together and they liked him. So um, he gets stranded in Springfield, and he starts, like, crying and stuff. He's like, oh, my God, they left me here and on some weird planet. I'm all alone. And then he realizes, he goes, I'm all alone with the results of every horse race ever. <laughs> all right? <laughs> so the next scene, he's like, taxi, racetrack. So he goes to the racetrack. And he, he, he looks at his database and his memory. He goes, hey, look, there's a horse named after me in this race. Bender. But it says he dies. And he goes, nah, that can't be right. And then he's watching the race. And uh, the horse is uh, losing. And he ends up laser beaming the horse to death <laughs> during the race. <laughs> <laughs> Bender, a bridge jumper. I get it now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's... Uh, and it's just too good that also that it shows the mind of a degenerate gambler, too, in which he was a robot that knew the past. And Cam, he sees, he's like, hey, look, the horse named Bender's running. He goes, it says he, it says he dies. <laughs> and he's like, no, nah, that can't be nah, true. He can't die. Like, only a gambler would have results. I feel like I would do that. I would have yeah. Biff's Sporting Almanac. I'd be like, nah, nah, that's not happening. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, there's that a lot really of guys. Right. Abe, I'll tell you, there's a lot of guys like that. Before we get into the football, Mark knows. Mark, I used to deal with these uh, guys from Bay Street in Toronto, and I, I used to work at the bar and run the horse book. They would literally, the, these guys would come in there and just smash maxes, you know, dimes on third plate. You know how much money these guys lost betting that way? It's a horrible way to gamble because if oh. it doesn't come in, you're just getting torched, right? Think about it. If At least if you take a dog. You can get some kind of uh, increments there. These guys are missing out all the time. If you don't finish top three, you're done. You're toast. You get smoke. You can lose like five, ten thousand dollars a raise. Boom! You're 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 already your bankroll's gone. It's crazy. It's like betting uh, betting uh, favorites in baseball. You, yeah, uh, you yeah, go it's bankrupt like, oh, yeah. pretty quickly. Yeah, minus doing fifteen hundred and stuff. Unfortunately, yeah. no baseball tonight. So nope. um, we've got the Sun Belt uh, game this evening. Uh, let's check in on the number right now. Updated number here at uh, FanDuel, and it is 17 and 55 and a half. South Alabama at Troy. Troy, 17 point favorites. 55 and a half is the total. Money line minus 875 for the bridge jumpers, and uh, plus 590 for South Alabama. The Jaguars. Cam. Jaguar. That's tough. <laughs> Wow, 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 wow,
That was a mean Jaguar. <laughs> Mark Lawrence. What do you make of uh, this, uh, oh, I this game tonight, Mark, Dad? I like what you say. <laughs> do a Jaguar, Mark. Yeah, well, I know you. Mark, can you do a Jaguar sound effect for us, Mark? Uh, there was a time when I could do a cougar effect, but uh, yeah. that person is no longer in my life. So. <laughs> <laughs> I like what I like what it writes in the playbook. Uh, we'll hit this on the other side. We'll get into the games. Mark Lawrence uh, with us. Playbook.com. Get on the grid. Sports grid. NFL season is now upon us, and you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. All right, let's roll. Game time decisions rolls on. I'm Renzi. Get on the grid. Enjoyable uh, show so far this evening, uh, but let's get down to business. We were talking uh, uh, about uh, tonight's uh, card. We have some NHL hockey that we'll get to, but we have Sun Belt football, and then we'll get into a little uh, some of the bigger college football games. Uh, Mark Lawrence, playbook.com uh, uh, with us. And speaking of the playbook, as uh, the playbook describes tonight's football game, if we were in uh, Don Vito Corallone's private office and a cable TV rep was telling him that Troy South Alabama was the only game available for viewing that night, the godfather would ask, what have I done to make you treat me with such great disrespect? <laughs> um, as That's what we have uh, tonight. <laughs> what, have, what did I do to deserve this flat and flavorless Manhattan? Um, we got Troy in South Alabama. Uh, on tap uh, here this evening. It, it ain't pretty, Mark, but it is what it is. Yeah, it's the Sun Belt Conference, uh, you know, getting their day in the sun, if you will, in these weekday games, which they become famous for. We'll start to see Tuesday games sooner than later as well. It's the Wednesday night affair here tonight, and as you mentioned in the Playbook newsletter, I think there's only one way to look in this contest, given the fact that we, we called out is the fact that uh, the avenging team, the team that has revenge in these Wednesday night Sunbelt Conference games has never beat the spread. They've gone 0-6-1 the seven times that they've been in these particular football games. South Alabama does not bring, as you know, much to the table in this contest. Football team that's really, really struggling on the season so far this year. Troy has had better days in the past. There's no question about that, but uh, I'm not big for laying uh, double digits in football games, but with South Alabama really on a slide right now. They've lost the stats four straight games. They've lost on the scoreboard four straight times in a row. I can only look at Troy in this football game. You know what else has happened four times in a row, Mark? South Alabama games going under the number. Five and one to the under on the season. 55 and a half uh, this evening. Troy can put points up on the board, but they're playing an inferior opponent. You know, these, mid, these midweek games often aren't as high scoring as, um, as as people think they're going to be. I'm going to sprinkle a small play on the under of this football game, Mark. 
Well, under, I think South Alabama will probably end up helping you out that way. You look at their last three football games, they've scored a total of 37 points. Uh, they don't bring much offense, and uh, you know they played semi-decent defense in those last three football games. I wouldn't disagree with that at all, but the bottom line is, it because it's the only game in town, it will probably command some action, some attention, but uh, it won't get any from me, I can assure you. Cam? I got one that's a little bit off the radar, but you guys will appreciate it, Mark, and you talk about it in the write-up. I never thought Temple SMU, it's actually a very, very good game under the radar. Temple's been great to me and Gabe uh, as home dogs uh, this year. For the most part, they've been good. SMU, they're a nice story there, Mark. That should be a really, really good game there between uh, the Owls and the Mustangs there. What do you think about this one, Mark? I'm looking forward to this game. You got Temple feeling awfully good about themselves right now. Uh, you know, they stepped up big time uh, over the weekend and delivered the money. Uh, this head coach, they got Rod Carey. He came over from Northern Illinois, and you guys remember how yep. well Northern Illinois has fared yep. on the road. Uh, really, really well. Great road team. Uh, Exactly, and this you know SMU is going to have to bring their A game here. They were scared uh, a little bit, if you will, the Mustangs in their last game against Tulsa. They were down thirty to nine in the football game, and they had to rally back to win in three overtimes. They've been outgained two of their last three football games. Has SMU? I've got to take the points with Temple here. It's a football team that's feeling really good about themselves right now. Yeah, Window Will uh, likes uh, hearing that. Window Will uh, Cam, he's a Temple Owl. They went to Temple. Good for Will. Uh, Temple Owl getting seven and a half against uh, the Mustangs. Uh, Wild horses. That's a lot of points, man. (laughs) Temple's been good, Gabe. You know they're gritty and they play Uh, mean defense. Too many points. Russo's Russo's been a good quarterback, too. He's effective. I think uh, think that's too many points as well. I think if SMU wins, they squeak out a win. I'll definitely take the points. And I also believe there's too many points being given to the Michigan Wolverines. Yes. And yes. Uh, Mark, you've kicked the Wolverines when they're down this year. You've thrown you've thrown sand in their in their face, like you're like a bully when it comes to Michigan. But looks like you're buying in this week, Mark. Looks like there's some value now. Nine points? Are you kidding me? I I was shocked to see, and you know it's gone up. The betting market has bet this up, but let them bet it up. Michigan have quietly started to put it together, their confidence, their chemistry. You know, they, they, yeah, they blew a big lead last week, but they also got out to the big lead. And we're also seeing Wisconsin are messing everybody up to go up there. All right? It's not an easy place. Plus, Wisconsin haven't left that stupid state in five weeks now. They played five straight home games. Ridiculous. But I think the point spread's too high here, Mark, getting nine with the Wolverines here. And, you know, I get it. People are, you know, they've seen Michigan fall flat in some of these big games, but I know you were talking about the fat cats, and now we're at the time of the year. Like, is Penn State this good? It's almost a little bit of both for me. I I like Michigan here. I like the fact that Michigan's got a chip on their shoulder right now. Michigan weren't as good as people thought they were coming into the year, and they're not as bad as uh, people thought they were during the year. They're a one-loss football team only. And I think Penn State might be a little bit overvalued here because they keep beating bad teams and they escaped last week against Iowa. 
They do just that, Gabe. Uh, you know, they uh, went toe-to-toe with Iowa in a real bruising football game last week. Uh, win the game, we're out yarded almost 50 yards in the contest. And I think uh, the best parallel that I can draw here is if you look at what Penn State's done this season, yes, they are 6-0, and uh, as they go back out on the road as an undefeated team, we'll talk about how the noose gets tighter and tighter for these undefeated teams, especially on the road. But they happen to be in Happy Valley this week where there's going to be a whiteout in place but again look at what Penn State's done this season here their wins uh, the two time the two teams that they played that play any semblance at all of having a defense that being both Pittsburgh and Iowa last week they scored 17 points in each football game against both of those teams this Michigan team they've not allowed 300 yards a game a season under Jim Harbaugh. Their defense has always been top-notch, salacious, top 10. They started out a little bit slow this year, but they're coming on like gangbusters right now. They held both in their last two games, Illinois and Iowa, to season-low yards. Before that, in that 52 to nothing win over Rutgers, which probably shouldn't count, they held them to 154 yards. This Michigan defense is really coming on right now. Not the type of team that Penn State needs to play after going going toe-to-toe with Iowa last week. I think Michigan takes advantage of the situation. I think they win this game straight up. And I'll tell you what, I like the call there, Mark, on the money line. And one thing, too, and we know Harbaugh gets criticized for not beating Ohio State. He's also struggled with Michigan State. He has not struggled uh, with Penn State. And not just Harbaugh, actually, though, because they haven't really played. They don't play every year. Uh, But not just Harbaugh, but ever since Penn State went to the Big Ten, actually, Mark, and I'm sure your database can attest to this, they've struggled against the Michigan Wolverines. And Michigan have got the better of them, and uh, courtesy of the playbook right now, four and one straight up in ATS, last five. The only time uh, Penn State actually beat Michigan the last five times, Mark, is when they had a, a guy named Saquon Barkley on the field. Yeah, a bit of a difference maker to say the least. Uh, you know, you know, there's I guess a rule to every uh, exception to every rule. But the bottom line here is Michigan has enjoyed success against Penn State, uh, largely in the Jim Harbaugh era. So uh, I think this is one of the more attractive. Uh, not only games on the card, but one of the more attractive plays on the card. It's not often you're going to find a Michigan team getting more than a touchdown in a big football game, and this is a big football game for Michigan. They win this game. They're even with Penn State and probably uh, an edge to them as far as the bowls go this football season. A huge game for the Michigan Wolverines, and I think they come up big. All right, Mark, before we get you out of here, let's get a little NFL in here. Uh, Cam, uh, we got Thursday Night Football, Denver Broncos. And the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, Denver Broncos deserved better earlier in the year. They did. And I know, you know, there's no excuses. It is what it is. But they really did get screwed. You and I talked about it, Cam. And I was even on the other side of both those games. I had the Jags and I had the Bears. And in both games, brutal, brutal roughing the passer, phantom calls, extended drives. Like, you couldn't make up the misery that Denver had to go through earlier in the year. Flacco hasn't been terrible, actually. No, nope, he's good. Uh, Mark, you talked about it. They they couldn't get they couldn't get to any quarterbacks in the end of the backfield, but now the sacks are starting to rack up. Fangio's defense is a complicated one. It's not that easy just to pick this scheme up. And we're seeing now that the players are starting to get it more. The confidence level for the Broncos is going up, but. I got to like Kansas City here, Mark. I know that the database and the trends are leaning with Denver here, but are Kansas City really going to lose three games in a row, Mark Lawrence?
Well, you can ask yourself that same question. Are the L.A. Rams going to lose three games in a row? Uh, are, you know, the, uh, were the Dallas Cowboys going to lose three games in a row? It happens when you're not playing good football. And the bottom line is Kansas City is not playing good football right now. And it's largely attributable to that horrific pass defense that they have, allowing over five yards a rush. We used the game as a as an, uh, best bet in the newsletter, calling out the Denver side of the football contest here. Kansas City's been out, out yarded each of their last three games in a row. This is another Andy Reid trait. He gets out to good starts. He stubs his toe, and he falls off a mountain from that point moving forward. He's falling off the mountain now. He's lost the money, the money three straight games in a row. I don't see anything that tells me there's an indicator that Kansas City is going to play a good football game here. And until I do, I've got to continue to keep fading them, especially as favorites and on the road in a division game, no less. I'm on Denver in this football game. I think Denver adds to Kansas City's woes in this contest. Mark Lawrence with us. Cam, what NFL games are you looking at here? I like to I like to get Mark's opinion. Um, Chargers, Tennessee, we already talked about Tannehill starting, Mark. Finally putting Mariota on the bench. He was pathetic in Denver. A lot of it had to do with Den- Denver's defense really shut them down. And we got to talk about the Chargers, Mark, one of the most dissipa- disappointing teams as home favorites, they just burn money. But I think uh, a little lightning bolt in your future there. How do you think Tannehill is going to do against this Chargers team? They're going to be desperate because that game versus Pittsburgh was pretty pathetic. Yeah, it was as bad about as it gets, uh, hence the reason uh, Mariota's on the bench. He's in the, this is the first time he's on the bench, not because of an injury, of which he's really been injury-prone throughout his NFL career. And While we normally want to rally around backup quarterbacks in their first start, taking the place of a starter, much like we did with uh, uh, Duck Hodges with the Pittsburgh Steelers in that football game Sunday night, this is not a move that's made out of an injury. It's a move that's made out of necessity. The starting quarterback is just flat out not playing good football. Uh, but I look at the Chargers here, and you know we call this out in our newsletter this week that since they've made the move uh, to Los Angeles from San Diego, they've been absolutely one pathetic at home. They played 19 home games. They're just 10 and 9 straight up, 7 and 12 to the spread. But when they get away from home on the road since that move, they're 13. 13- and seven straight up, 13, five and two to the number. A huge road home road dichotomy for the Chargers. Remember, you watched that game Sunday night. All the fans in attendance were cheering for the Pittsburgh Steelers here, and the fans in Tennessee are getting all over the Titans. The Boo Birds are out right now. They're really, really uh, not supporting this football team. I think the Chargers are getting just what they want, what they need right now, and that's a game away from home against a struggling team. I like the Chargers in this contest. Loser of this game season is done at two and five. Yep. It's a must win. It's a must win game. It's it's a, it's a must win game for both teams, especially with the upstart Raiders uh, suddenly uh, in the, in the picture. And I tell you what, guys, you know it's pretty refreshing actually. If you look at me, like, guys, if the playoffs started today, it's like Bills Raiders. <laughs> like, I like it's, it's weird teams in the playoffs here. All right, thank you very much, Mark Lawrence. 
NFL season is now upon us, and you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. All right, level one winding down. Thanks to Mark Lawrence uh, for joining us uh, this evening. LouGamblu.com will step up and in next. Last week there were fireworks. As uh, yeah. for some reason uh, we started arguing about Colin Kaepernick, which is like kind of a dumb yep. argument to have. It's kind of like kind of been done. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. Like yeah. When we went back in time five <laughs> years or something. <laughs> It it had it had the energy of a uh, recent argument, but it was pretty old. Yeah. Hey, Lou gets fired up. He says the guy's not met in the league. We tend to disagree. Uh, he hasn't played in a while, but come on. Some of the turkeys that they're rolling out there, Gabe. You know, you know what it's like. He wants yeah, too no much kidding. money. If if he accepted money, yeah, he'd have a job. It's pretty simple. So there's actually um, listen. There's always UFC. The UFC is relentless. It's on, yeah. it's on a weekly basis. So we have That's UFC. Right. I think it's in. Uh, I think it's in Boston. Chris Weidman versus Dominic Reyes. Jeremy Stevens versus Yair Rodriguez. That's uh, that's an interesting uh, fight. Uh, Greg Hardy uh, back uh, on TV once again. And it's funny. Not only like the U. Not only did the UFC like sign Greg Hardy. Like they they use Greg Hardy for every TV card camp. I know they do. Like they actually like. Not just like, yeah, we signed Greg Hardy. He's just another guy. It's like, no, no. They actually put him on ESPN every time he fights. Like, you know, I get he's not a pay-per-view fighter yet, but you figure they'd be a little bit more sort of slide him in the back door. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, he's on the card, but he's not a feature fighter. Like, yeah, he's on the card. I'm not saying if you sign him, you use him. I get it. But there's no bashfulness about it. Like, between the UFC and ESPN, like, they promote the hell out of Greg Hardy. Yeah, and uh, it, they're not ashamed to do it, Gabe. That's just one of the things. They don't they don't care about Hardy's past or whatever. Guy's a fighter now. Yeah, they love him, right? They love these guys that come in from other sports and whatever. They, they pick them hard. But it shows hard. the hypocrisy. Yes, it does. Because ESPN right. will spend right. all day ripping Antonio Brown, yeah. but then they'll promote Greg Hardy. Well, because, exactly. you know, we have rights holders here. And, yeah, like, right. exactly. man, everyone's just so tainted and corrupt. Yes, walk. Yeah. You got it. You know. You know. Game time decisions. Lou Gamble after Cam's update. 